Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, we're going to tell you what the most important things in Disneyland are to us, and we're going to talk about the best off-site hotels in the Anaheim area. All that coming up next from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, and points around Southern California. This is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged, episode 746 for the week of October 8th, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show coming to you from the Bob Varley studio here in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host Pete Warner and I'm joined at the table this week by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello, hello. Out in California, our associate producer, Mr. Tyler Crouch. Hi, everyone. And contributing editor and the lovely and talented Miss Katrina Manzoni. Hi, everybody. And very happy to have back with us the lovely and talented Miss Luella Loriola. Hi, everyone. So welcome, everybody, to the show. It is good to be back. Um, I was back. Uh, last week for the uh, Disney World edition of this show. This is my first time back on this show. And uh, thanks, Rhino, for taking over. Oh, well, thank you for giving me that opportunity, I guess. It was a, I, it was a little uh, stressful, but we got through it. You got through it. Yeah. You got through I it. Everybody, everybody did a great job. I was very, very happy uh, with that. Um, and just uh, the only thing I really have for housekeeping is just to remind everyone, especially if you don't watch our Tuesday Disney World show, um, November 24th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., we are doing a special marathon show uh, for 12 hours. Uh, this is the Saturday right after Thanksgiving. Uh, this is all part of an effort to raise money for Give Kids the World. Uh, at 10 a.m. on the 24th, not only are we doing our show, but we're also going to launch a, a live online silent auction. We're going to be auctioning off a lot of really cool stuff. Folks are sending us uh, uh, really, really cool stuff for the auction. That auction is going to go on for a week, so it's going to go from that Saturday, the 24th, through, I believe, that Saturday, December 1st. And all of that, 100% of every dollar raised goes to Give Kids the World. So uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of, lot of, we have a lot of cool things planned for that show. Working very hard on that right now. So be sure to tune in, youtube.com slash disunplugged or uh, disunplugged.com on November 24th. And if you have items that you would like to uh, donate in order for us to auction them off. You need to send them to the disboards.com welcome center at 6550 North Atlantic Avenue, Suite B as in boy, Cape Canaveral, Florida, and Rhino, look up the zip code because I forgot it again. I think it's 32920. I feel like that sounds familiar, but I'm doing it right now. You think for the number of times I've had to say this. <laughs> it is 32920. 32920. Wow, my I still have some brain cells left. Yeah. 
I'm amazed by that. So 6550 North Atlantic Avenue, Suite B, Cape Canaveral, Florida, 32920, thedisboards.com Welcome Center. And of course, if you're heading out in a Disney cruise out of Port Canaveral, you can always stop by and say hello to Teresa and the gang out at the Welcome Center. Um, we have free Wi-Fi. We have snacks and sodas and coffee and place to hang out before you start to before you go down to the the cruise terminal. Um, any day that the ships are in port in Port Canaveral, the Welcome Center is open. So that's an easy way to remember where it is. But enough of that. Anything else in housekeeping that I'm missing? No. Anything California people? No. My my, my California so. snowflakes. Oh, we're good. The weather's getting nicer. I know it's cloudy. <laughs> oh, the, the the that that awful heat wave is broken. We have yeah. a chance of rain, forty percent for one day only. Wow. It's, okay. It's oh, that's a big raining. deal. It's raining for me. Oh, it oh, is. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is a that is a big deal. That is a big deal. You guys really yeah. do need the rain. Yeah. Um, us, on the other hand, we I'm had done a, with it. We had a really rainy season. Um, yeah, you guys can share some rain with us next time. If it, only it worked that way, Tyler. We're going to have yeah, to talk about how the weather works. But um, <laughs> um, all right, so let's get started with the show and uh, talk about the most important things in Disneyland to us this week. I'm going to start, um, and I hope I'm not stealing anybody else's. But um, what is this about Disneyland? taking away benches and seating I saw this in order to widen walkways and pathways they're taking out planters they're taking out seating um, it is uh, it is being speculated this is being done in advance of the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge out in Disneyland next summer uh, in order to handle the crowds of course the fan community is not Please, Twitter erupted with this story. Um, have you guys noticed it already? I, I'm hearing that they've started it. Have you guys noticed this happening already? Yeah, it's yeah. by the Haunted Mansion. When they reopen Haunted Mansion for Haunted Mansion Holiday, they we Tyler noticed it, actually, and we were walking by, and I was like, it seems more spacious around here. And they took out the planners and the seating area over there to kind of add more space so people can walk. You know, yeah, that's the main place that I've noticed it. I haven't really seen it many other places. I don't know about you, Luella. I haven't seen it, but I know there's a confirmation that it's happening because I know a cast member who purchased one of the benches. They oh. sold some of those benches uh, to cast members and they were very excited to pick it up. But I have mixed emotions about it. It's a, I can understand that area is going to be very some... congested. But one of the things I love are just little places to sit and watch people. And I guess that's not what they want. They don't want too much people watching in that area because it is tight. But um, but yes, yeah, some a cast member friend of mine purchased a bench. Someone wow. someone needs to buy me a Disneyland bench. <laughs> okay, my birthday's coming up December sixth. That would be a lovely birthday gift uh, for me. Someone wants to give tribute to Caesar. Um, but uh, yeah, and I I get that. I get the seating and being able to kind of relax. Uh, some people have commented it's like turning Disneyland into Magic Mountain or a Six Flags park. Um, but at the same time, um, even without Galaxy's Edge opening, let's be honest, it is so congested in oh, yeah. that park. They've got to do something. Now, the one thing I will say that uh, people are complaining about 
is how this particularly affects seniors, children, and the disabled. Mm-hmm. They're okay, yeah. Because now, am I also correct in reading that uh, while they are doing this, they are expanding seating at, like, for example, we hear that uh, Bengal Barbecue is going to go to about a hundred oh, seats. Jeez, wow. Um, is one of the things I've been reading. These are unconfirmed. This is just what I've been reading around the web, but that they're going to be expanding the amount of seating in some of the dining areas. Um, so is it, you know, I, obviously it's a crowd control effort. Yes, it's in preparation for Galaxy's Edge, but is there also a desire to, you know, if you want to sit down, go buy something? That's what it sounds like to me. It seems like they are putting seats in places where you can eat, and that's where they want to direct the people versus along the pathway sitting and people watching. Yeah, but even when we were at Bingo Barbecue, there's plenty of people that just sit there uh, because they can't find a seat anywhere else, so they just sit there. That when drives me crazy when to... I'm trying to eat. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to insane, eat there, so... and you got people sitting there just you know hanging out on Facebook. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, there are people who have just bought food that can't find a place to sit. So expanding the amount of seating at Bengal bar- Barbecue is a good idea, in my opinion. But I don't know how I feel. Like I said, it's a double-edged sword. I can see both sides of this, that the need to widen the areas to allow the, uh, for better, uh, better traffic flow, but also, A, it takes away the charm of being yeah. able to sit and people watch. Yes. But more importantly... Um, seniors, children, and disabled folks having places to to rest. Um, how that's going to work, I'm not sure. Are they going to take away the seats over at uh, where, well, they're adding the tropical hideaway, so that'll add a little bit more seats. But then where the Tiki Room is, are they going to be taking away those like little benches, I wonder, where people can sit and wait? I, I think they'll be keeping those those benches just because that's one of the pre-show areas, and you, so. you have nothing to do but they, yeah. Take, uh, and taking those away isn't going to widen a walkway, uh, yeah. per se. Um, that's yeah. in the pre. That's in the. You're talking about the ones in the pre-show area. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not going to. That's not going to. You know, they're doing this to allow better better uh, traffic flow. So those aren't in the. Are they? No, no. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking of ours. No, they're not I'm in thinking the of walkway, ours. I'm not thinking of yours. But I'm curious if they're going to take them away because it'll help like people like standing around so there's more space for people to fit. I think more I think in that regard more of what they did was add mobile ordering to the oh, yeah. to the That'll juice help. bar. Like once they added mobile ordering that that was their way to try and alleviate people in that area, you know. So, but I, I mean it, it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 going to be crazy when Fantasmic is going on and People are leaving Galaxy's Edge, so I understand why they got rid of all those planters and the the benches and everything over by Haunted Mansion. Because imagine when you know what it's like when everybody's waiting to get their place to sit for Fantasmic, and then put Galaxy's Edge on top of that, and that whole entire walkway is going to be demolished. So, uh, well, I'm well. pretty sure they're. From what I heard, there's going to be multiple entrances into Galaxy's Edge. So when Fantasmic is on they're going to direct them to go through fantasy yeah land. they must they have to well, there's, there's well no i always way. assume i could be wrong I, I don't know how they're going to do it but i always assume that the the kind of entryway that they're building over by hungry bear restaurant was always intended to be the exit of galaxy's edge 
And so people were going to be exiting out through Frontierland and, 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 well, over by Critter Country, basically. There's three entrances in yours, right? So, there's yeah, three. Yeah, yeah so my, my guess is they'll just kind of do, um, I think they did this at Pandora when it was opening about redirecting people. You Like, it one way in, one way out, sort of a Well, scenario. that's what I'm saying, so, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying is like the 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 side that has the two gates over by Frontierland over by Big Thunder Mountain. I think those two gates will be the entrance and then the exit will be over by Crater Country um, where Hungry Bear Restaurant is. So, well, um, should be interesting to see uh, how this. Yeah, how this all plays out. So, all right, that's it for me. Rhino, what do you have? Um, I have two things that I'm excited about. One is there's an article, and um, the author is in the room. Well, not in the room. She's in the room spiritually right now, staring at me on a computer screen. But um, Katrina's got an article that I think um, people shouldn't, since we've been, it's Halloween time, and we've been talking about it a lot on the show. Uh, Katrina's got um, an article, Five Halloween Experiences You Cannot Miss at the Disneyland. Oh, oh, well, at Disneyland. I thought it said at Disneyland Resort. But, um... It's you can check that out on www.info.com slash Disneyland. What, what, what is it? It's the five. No, no, no. no. What's the URL? www.info.com. Slow it down oh. so people understand. www.info.com. I know my words slur together. I heard www.info.com. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. I'll send your check later, Rhino. Yeah, um, she slipped me a twenty. Um, but I also, um, which is exciting, is and just just so people know, if if that's confusing to you, DisneyInfo.com leads to the same place. There you go. That that one's probably yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, also um, mobile ordering is expanding at Disneyland too, and um, I know Tyler mentioned it about the the juice place, but. Um, it's, uh, I think they're adding, what is it, they, a couple more locations. Um, there's the Elderweiss Snacks, Stage Door Cafe, and Refreshment Corner, and the Royal Street Veranda were just added to the lineup. So, um, the picture they used to lure me into this article originally is this seasonal, um, uh, I, I just lost what it was called, Funnel Cake. Yeah. No, I couldn't remember if it was Funnel Cake, but I was thinking about the, um, bread pudding but yeah so um i mean that's pretty cool i like that they're doing that they added the mobile allergy um i mean the allergy friendly mem- um, menus are apparently have always been in there but they're advertising that's there as well so people like our gluten-free friends here um it makes ordering meals a lot easier for them and stuff so i know it's not very exciting but I, I like it because it means I have to I wait completely less zoned lines. out after you said Katrina's yeah. name. <laughs> I think he also said Elderweiss snacks, so it's yeah. like a Book of Mormon uh, mashup yeah. restaurant now. <laughs> Elderweiss. How do you say Edelweiss? it? Edelweiss? Edelweiss. Edelweiss. Sorry. Elderweiss. Have I been saying that wrong all this time? I guess Haven't so. Haven't you ever seen Sound of Music? I don't want to talk about it. Okay, don't start. Don't start. I just spent 10 days. I just spent 10 days doing the Sound of Music tour with Adventures by Disney in Central Europe. Oh, my God. Um, It was actually really cool, though. We got to see, like, some really cool stuff. That's another show. um, Yeah. So so not not anything major, but just something little. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for telling us about the Elder Weiss next. Katrina, what's on your your mind this week? So... uh, there's a lot of new things going on at Downtown Disney, so I wanted to talk about uh, Naples Ristorante e Pizzeria. So they just opened the upstairs, and Tyler and I actually got to go up there and test out the food. 
So by the time this video comes out, you will be able to see our review. Uh, so downstairs patio, they made it, we talked about it before, they made it really nice, spacious. The color schemes are really nice and like just relaxing to the eye. But they changed the menu downstairs, so now it's just shareables like pizza, salads, oh, wow. and I think a couple like little appetizers. But the full menu is upstairs only at the moment. And as soon as they finish the downstairs area, then it'll be like up and downstairs in the restaurant. But the patio is shareables only. And so far, the prices that match the food are not very. It's not very. It doesn't compare like the food. With the prices and are they too you watch expensive? the video you wonder why you'll like it's, you'll know why it's too expensive is what she means too yeah. expensive yeah, there was an easier way to say that darling <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know how to say it without like spoiling it but the prices that match the food are not matching well said it's just it's just not it wasn't pleasant but the upstairs is really neat because they they kind of like designed it as as like an italian they talk with their hands a lot and so the whole scheme upstairs is like there's pictures of We do not talk movement. with our hands. <laughs> and uh, so she they, does. I do a lot. It's really yes, hard so for me to like hold my hands like this to like so I don't move my hands. But is that like a muzzle? Do... Is that is that the Italian version of a muzzle? It is. Yeah. But then I still talk like this a lot. Anyway. So the color like the picture schemes on the walls are of hand gestures, like when you put your finger to your cheek and you twist it, it's like, is it good? You know. Stuff like that, but then there's like a really disturbing art piece that's in the restaurant. It's like a wall of 3D hands, like a model of hands doing weird things. <laughs> it's really weird, actually. It is really disturbing what? because it looks like it's like from a horror movie, and at any moment, I'm going to see that hand move. Yeah. And it's like covers like a good part of the service area. It's you, Pete, when you come out here, you need to see this or read my article because I'll be having that one out too. But it's really disturbing. But the outside <laughs> patio upstairs is really, really nice. I actually do like the patio upstairs. It's, they have a fountain up there that makes it look like they add adds more life to it because mm -hmm. of the just because you can hear the water moving and stuff. So you're not just like floating. It has like up. a t kind of Tuscan atmosphere on the yeah. patio. It's really nice and the view is really great. So it's interesting. Like it. It's interesting. Like, um, what is it called over in Disney Springs, Maria and Enzo's, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's it's from what the cast members are wearing to just some of the decor feeling like you're in like a a ship port or something like that. It it feels like Maria and Enzo and Naples are slowly becoming more similar. Yeah, and they're which, both owned by Patina. Yeah, they're both owned by Patina, so that makes a lot of sense. And, and I gotta tell like you something. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of. Uh, the patina restaurants i think they do a great job uh, naples is one of my favorites i i loved it out there not a lot on that menu i can eat these days but um still always always loved it. i think they do a good job so so excited to hear your review yeah yeah it'll, the vlog will be I'm, I'm sure there'll be a lot of hate because i was not very happy with my meal at all. <laughs> well, it was one of those things, honestly, where we were, we felt pretty happy at the time, but then when we started thinking about it more and more after we did our review, sort of, we started thinking actually maybe it wasn't really worth as much money as we thought because like her entree was like twenty five dollars, and they do the type of thing where they'll like cut the shrimp in half so it looks like you're getting more shrimp, but actually you you're just spoil getting it? I didn't want to half say a shrimp. It, but... but well, no, I mean it, people can still go watch the video. There's a lot more in the vlog, but I just. You know, it was one of those things where 
they took we, shortcuts. Yeah, they take some shortcuts and and they're noticeable sometimes. And for the price, that's not necessarily what you want to see. Yeah. So. All right. And what about you, Tyler? What's on your list this week? So for me, uh, we talked about it. We've talked about it for the past few weeks, I feel like. But finally, um, Earl of Sandwich has actually reopened at Downtown Disney. So it actually ended up opening yesterday or, well, at the time of this recording, uh, last Tuesday, I guess. So um, and Jim Stanley, the man who runs uh, Earl of Sandwich, uh, had an art. They had an, a few quotes from him in the OC register and he was I, I just thought it was kind of interesting to note that when they did close Earl of Sandwich apparently he was apparently he was lobbying with Disney to try and get them to have a pop-up shop or even try and get in the new hotel that they were building so I just thought that those were just kind of fascinating things that uh, he mentioned he was trying to get Earl of Sandwich to stick around this whole time even down to the part where Disney apparently wanted them to remove the signage that says Earl of Sandwich on top of the building, and he and he just never did it. And he's lucky he never did it because uh, because they got to reopen. So apparently, the only thing that they removed from the entire restaurant were the picnic tables. So that's how they were able to reopen so easily. So uh, what do, what do you think this means for Rainforest? I know it was gutted. So well, I mean, can they do anything the with it? Thing, yeah, that's the next thing I was going to say is that. Even though Rainforest and ESPN, or even though Earl of Sandwich has reopened, I don't think there's much hope for ESPN Zone or Rainforest Cafe. Is anyone disappointed about that? I, I don't know if like a huge mainstream of people are disappointed. I know there are a lot of like dads and even even like young teenage boys and stuff are disappointed that ESPN Zone is gone. Um, and I, I mean, I, I'm disappointed that ESPN Zone is... is I, I, well, let me put it this way. I would like something exciting to be there. And so I'm so I'm disappointed that ESPN Zone isn't there anymore just because there's nothing there now. You know what I mean? So, But the TVs are still running, so these people can watch from the outside. That's true. I mean, they still run the TVs. But like you said, apparently Rainforest Cafe and ESPN Zone have just been, like, pretty much gutted. So there's just not – it's just not really worth it for them and, to And, you know, it, it's just it, – it's worth mentioning that it is such an unusual – circumstance that you know an announcement is made about a new hotel and businesses are closed some of them are gutted and then because of political strife they have to hang a hard left yeah and do a u-turn and say oh oh, never mind (laughs) (laughs) they have to it's a mulligan they're doing a disney mulligan it makes them look a little bit silly, uh, honestly. You know, I mean, I hate to say it because. Well, it's just okay, like... I, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm gonna. I have to say this. I have to say this. Um, this is Josh Demaro having to clean up the mess that was left for him. Right. Okay. This is him having to clean up the mess. Why are you giving me Stevie Wonder back then? <laughs> it's the word silly. It's a word that I, whenever I hear it or say, it's like an automatic feeling. When you say that word, it makes you feel that way. And he said silly somehow. Okay. You're like, I'm silly. <laughs> I, 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 I can't anymore. <laughs> I can't. Um, so, they're, they're silly. like I said before eighth grade invaded, um, uh, this was a, this was a uh, uh, Josh Tomorrow, the current president of Disneyland, having to clean up a mess that he was left because his predecessor completely screwed the relationship with the Anaheim City Council. 
And that's why, in my opinion, they brought Josh in to repair that, which he is doing. But one of the casualties of that was losing this luxury hotel. And I got to be honest with you, I thought it was a flawed idea from the beginning. Because they were talking about this hotel, I mean, the way they were talking, we were going to be seeing room rates, standard room rates at $1,200, $1,300 a night at this place. And I just think that was going to be a disaster, an absolute disaster. Um, So I'm, I'm glad that right now, at least, it's been scrapped. It's been scrapped. But what, you know, they're going to have to do something... Because it's a little, it's getting a little like Sarajevo, nineteen eighty four, down on that end of downtown Disney. Yeah, there's like yeah. food trucks, but there's like maybe three, and there's like one that rotates for dessert, like a crepes, sh- like food truck or like an ice cream sh- food truck. But the habits there, but it's yeah. still not like a restaurant, you know. It is worth but, noting too that uh, Earl of Sandwich themselves have even said that this is a limited time thing, so they know that they're not going to be open for the foreseeable future. But they also. Uh, what was his name? Jim Stanley. He he also commented that he didn't know if Disney is still planning on building the hotel. So. Well, that's why they he said to. that's why they're having to say right now they're having to say it's a limited time thing. Yeah. Um, because they don't know what the plan is. I honest to God, I don't. I would say 70 percent. They're not building it. 70 yeah. percent. They've just they've just scrapped it. And I. Yeah. That's my, that's my guess, but that's just a, my educated guess. I, I could be completely wrong. All right, Luella, what about you? Well, as you can tell, I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Me too. <laughs> and uh, I'm very excited with the, you know, the layover at Haunted Mansion, but there's a lot of nice things about Nightmare Before Christmas that's coming out. The Harvey's bags, if you um, know what those Harvey's bags are, it's the seatbelt bag, and if you didn't know, the Harvey's shop is actually very close to Disneyland. It's in Santa Ana, and you can drive down there and get some of these bags that you might not find uh, at, um, you know, at the Disneyland Resort. But the new Nightmare Before Christmas bags are coming out this week, and so you can look for that at the resort. You can use your discount, or if not, just go down to Harvey's uh, down in Santa Ana. But uh, not too far in, in L.A., the Hollywood Bowl is uh, performing. There's a performance there uh, for um, watching uh, uh, Danny Elfman <gasps> and the orchestra uh, with uh, oh. Nightmare Before Christmas. So you can watch the movie with the orchestra there. The Lady Clavin is over here clutching her pearls. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. It is a fantastic show. The, well, yes, I and- love Danny Elfman's one of my like probably favorite composer and then like nightmare i i saw him and accept an award at uh, d23 and his legends award in 2015 but he didn't do any he didn't perform or do anything so that that's and i've been to the hollywood bowl and that's an awesome venue if you're coming from out of town and you're not familiar with it it is it is like you when you watch something there it's like it's like no other you know it's it's yeah. an awesome experience so that's really cool especially when and it's fly. yeah it's amazing that you're in los angeles because when you're in the Hollywood Bowl, the way that they made it, you wouldn't think you're in a big city. Yeah. Uh, it's very well done. And interestingly, I saw Sound of Music there. <laughs> Sing along. Um, but also, El Capitan is having a run of Nightmare Before Christmas. So it's the, you know, it's October. It's the month of Nightmare Before Christmas. And I'm just going to, I don't know if you talked about this. I know, uh, Rhino, you love. 
like all the foodies and good stuff. So if you're at Disneyland, please get your little checkbook here. Uh, It has Disneyland and DCA, and it's a list of all the things with boxes that you can check off that you have eaten that goody. (laughs) And there's a lot. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. They also have a, uh, I saw on the annual pass holder Twitter feed that they had the uh, Nightmare t shirt and the um, uh, water bottle that you could get too. That's really cool looking too. So that's neat. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm what you guys look okay so I just got back from two weeks right two and a half weeks in Europe and uh, um, I had a have a trip planned I've had it for a while it's a business thing where I'm going out to Honolulu um, to Alani um, and then had the idea since Honolulu was halfway to Tokyo that I'm gonna do a week in Tokyo <laughs> Disneyland Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of travel, right? It's been a, it's been a big travel. This is the yeah. most I've traveled uh, ever in my life. Um, but I'm hearing all this stuff, and I'm sitting here saying to myself, "Is there a way for me to get back out to California <laughs> before I go to?" Uh, yeah, because you're you're leaving at the end of the month, so you'll, I'm leaving you get on the twenty ninth. Switched over to the Christmas stuff by then. Yeah, yeah. 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 I will get a chance to see. Uh, I will get a chance to see uh, Tokyo Disneyland decorated for Christmas. Uh, the the <gasps> oh. day they do their, the day they start all their Christmas stuff oh. is like uh, two days before. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, I leave. That's so, so cool. Very cool. cool. I'll be really yeah. Interested we'd be to interested see. to see what kind of celebrations they do for that. You know, if there's like special events and and if they do like they go the food situation is the same there. I know yeah, it's very I'm very. I, I know nothing about Tokyo Disneyland. I know nothing about it. So. I'm, I'm going sure into this. going to be a lot of fun there. Well, it's interesting that I'm, you know, because I'm going into this the way a lot of people go into planning a trip to Disneyland in California or down here, places I'm really, really familiar with. So, I mean, I'm like learning about this park for the first time. It's not something we cover uh, on our site or on the shows uh, ever. Uh, so it's not something I focused on other than just it's always been a bucket list thing uh, and that's why we're doing it so, oh, so but yeah we're, Sean and I are very excited about, cool. about that trip yeah. it's going to be fun it's going to be fun alright so that'll do it thank you Luella for that thanks everybody for your uh, most important things in Disneyland this week uh, let's move on and uh, talk about our picks for the five best resorts off-site at Disneyland. So, what? I think we should also mention, too, uh, I don't think we ever did, that the best and worst of Disneyland is being absorbed into this show. So that's why... Oh, we never made that announcement? I don't believe we ever did. No. No, because <laughs> I think we said we would do it the first time. that We would do it after they ended, and then we, as they ended, we would do one of these, but then... Um, you were away, and we wanted to wait till you got back to do it, so we didn't... This is our first one. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, all right. Um, yeah, we have decided uh, we, we're not doing the separate best and worst of Disneyland shows anymore. We're kind of folding that into into this show. So uh, every so often as we do our segments, was that? That was Luella. Yeah. Oh, that was Luella. Okay, I thought it was Thunder. Um <laughs> Still Florida, still summer. Yeah. We have to pay attention to thunder. Um, so that's why we're doing this. So we're doing five, our five best 
off-site hotels at Disneyland. And um, for those who've never been, uh, off-site at Disneyland is a very, very different experience than off-site at Walt Disney World. Because literally, these hotels are all, for the most part, walking distance Mm -hmm. to the parks. You don't have to worry about shuttles. You don't have to worry about buses. You don't have to worry about trans, you know, scheduled transportation. All the things we have to think about off-site here in Orlando are not really an issue out there. So, and there is just a ton of hotels. So, um, Rhino, I'm going to start with you. Your pick was the Hotel Indigo. Yes, yeah. This I know this is also um, one of Craig's uh, favorite, if not, I believe you said it was your favorite, mm-hmm. of the off-site hotels as well. Um, so he stayed there more than once, but um, I stayed with him in a room on our trip when we were out there filming the What We Love this About This is when you were dating. Yes, we were. Yes, we, we were. It was, it was a wonderful memory that I'll cherish forever. <laughs> um, we have since gone our separate ways. but um, so That's a joke, folks. <laughs> That's a joke. They never dated, okay? <laughs> People um, think that when we refer to like our significant others that we're referring to each other, but it's fine. Um, no, the, um, <laughs> this was uh, my first experience at the Hotel Indigo was this last time, and I, I have to say I really, really enjoyed it. We, it's, um, it's, not, it's about a 10 to 15-minute walk. Um, if you've got those long dancer legs like Craig, it's a little bit less, but um, it's about 15-minute walk. Just never looked at Craig's leg and thought, dancer. Oh. Um, Thought Eastern European pole vaulter. Well, his his uh, you know some people sleepwalk, some people sleep tap dance. So I got lucky with Craig. So, um, but I I it's it's like fifteen I'm not minutes. Not sure away. what that means. Yeah. <laughs> he tap dances in his sleep. He gets up and does a little number. No, Shirley Temple. Animal crackers okay. in my soup. Um, so anyway, oh, Ho- Hotel Indigo is located um, on West Catella. <laughs> Um, just, you know, if you're not familiar with the area, it's literally like you come out of Disneyland. You it walk. comes complete with a song. <laughs> There's even a cane. I don't know if, if you're listening. You can't see me doing the uh, box step here. But um, so um, it's it's literally just you come out of the Disneyland, um, out of the, the park entrance, the opposite side. So downtown Disney's on one side. You've got the side that goes toward Harbor Boulevard. You just go down Harbor, and it's it's right there, just around the corner. Um, but we, when we stayed there, um, we had a little bit of a tough check-in process that wasn't um, very smooth. But I believe we made reservations for the hotel and to go through hotels.com or yeah. it was through another site. So if you are, it was booking.com. I mean, booking. Okay, because so if you are doing that, just be aware that there might be some communication um, issues. So be sure to. Although like, I'll, I'll tell you something, I've used booking.com a lot. And that was the only time I've ever had an issue. I don't think it was on Booking.com's no, I think side. No, I think it was there. It was on yeah. their side. Yeah. So anyway, just, you know, as always, when you are making reservations through the websites, through the hotel's website or through another a third-party website or anywhere, I just make sure you have a screenshot, save a little folder on your phone so you have all that information um, there when you check in just to make your life easier. But no, this is a cute little – it's like a boutique Talk about hotel. the rooms. Um, the I thought the rooms that we stayed in were incredibly spacious. I believe we were in a suite. Um, so no. it wasn't a suite. It was just a standard room? Yep. Oh, okay. So um, you can get a one-bedroom room that runs around uh, 309 square feet. If you get the two beds, it's 319 square feet. And then the suite is 366 square feet. And depending on, you know, uh, depending on what time of year you're booking, um, uh 
and especially I, I, honestly, Booking.com had some great great rates. I want to say we paid about one fifty a night for that room. Yeah, yeah, I've seen rates when I've uh, looked at them, depending on what time of the year, anywhere from one hundred twenty a night to uh, one eighty. Sometimes on really busy times, it's over two hundred. But that's a, it's I, uh, pretty. You can get really good rates here. Yeah, I have it up right now, and it, it's just under. Um, it looks even just for this, the price difference between the one bedroom and the suite is only like a like i don't know 30 dollars. so a suite is 220 dollars, which is really really big and spacious it's got the couch and everything in there and um the rooms are very bright they're very colorful um the interesting thing about hotel indigos is that they're all if you've stayed in one somewhere else before it's not necessarily going to look the same because they're a boutique they like to um i think they refer to them as neighborhoods um but all their um hotels they they want to make sure they have a vibe that's kind of specific to where they are. So this one's very bright. Um, it had a lot of it was like white, greens, reds. It, it was all very white, and then they would have pops of color everywhere. Yeah, it's and, your it's your standard boutique hotel now. Uh, dark hardwood floors, mm-hmm. uh, accented with lots of woods everywhere. They have one big accent wall where it can be like either orange groves or in our case nuts. we had we had some big nuts on the wall and. <laughs> Uh, Tyler and Katrina in there, they can vouch for yeah, the nuts. Uh, Charles and uh, Charles's room had industrial like gears on his wall. I, f- I don't know what was on Teresa's wall, but if it had been the nuts, we definitely would have heard of it. She had a third picture, I think. So, but it was it's you know it's not a massive hotel. It does have amenities. There was there was a pool. Um, it had a little um, like kind of restaurant when you check into the lobby and area i think the biggest perk of this is that it actually has free parking at the hotel too mm-hmm. and you do not find that at a lot of the hotels that are yeah off-site at disneyland yeah. and you know usually you're paying 20 to 30 dollars for parking a day on top of that so oh, yeah. it's a huge huge savings to have that and uh and just I- to kind of go off that too there's um, there's a lot right around oh, that yeah. general area, just right across the street from the hotel itself. There's a Blaze Pizza that's mm-hmm. open late every night. So if you need your late night snacks, that's there. First thing in the morning, Starbucks is right across the street as well, too. So CBS right there, yeah. too, for yeah. any sort of like toiletries, amenities you might have uh, forgotten or left behind and stuff. And, and it's right on the edge of the Anaheim Garden Walk. So like, like Craig said, the Blaze Pizza is open late, but then you also have like a little shopping area you can go in. There's more dining things. There's Cheesecake Factory, PF stuff like that um but there's there's a lot of i I feel like it's close enough that i'm right there but it also when we went back to the hotel i felt very relaxed and like kind of refreshed immediately when we were in there the bathroom was was really large too very spacious um and uh you know i it had a pretty good sized tv inside of it as well and i i I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, once once we had gotten checked in and, and settled in, it was one of those where it was almost like, okay, let's slip back to the hotel for a few minutes because I want to go spend some time in there in the room. It was very, you know, it had a big desk if you're gonna if you're going and you got to do some work while you're there too. So we were able to like edit some videos while we were just sitting right there too. So. And the most comfortable beds I've been in oh, yeah. in an offsite hotel anywhere around Disneyland. I haven't been to some of the. Uh, like well, the one that Tyler is going to talk about or Katrina is going to talk about. But uh, at least for the ones I've stayed at, these beds are heavenly. At one point in time, Tom Bell, I think, slept 24 hours straight in one of these <laughs> beds uh, when I stayed there with him. So uh, very comfortable all around. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it would be my go to first look for sure. You forgot about the most important thing, though. 
the uh, the water fountain show that happens every night. Oh yeah, <laughs> out front of the hotel on the street, there is a weird water fountain show that shoots off water to like Thriller and random other songs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, Luella, your chi- uh, your your pick was the uh, Candy Cane Inn, which is one of the more storied uh, uh, offsite hotels. Extremely popular. Very hard to get rooms here. But what is it about the Candy Cane Inn that you you like? I think I like. Well, I think location is perfect. It's right there on the corner of Catella, like near Catella and Harbor, so it's walking distance. But there's a shuttle, which is nice. Um, any place that offers complimentary breakfast is fantastic because when you have a family and you're rushing in the morning, you can save some money by eating their breakfast. I think price-wise, it's very comparable. You know, it, it hovers around $200 depending on you know uh, really busy days or not. But it's a very very charming hotel. I think. You can get the feel that um, it could be a little bit old. It's been there a long time. There's a lot of history. And you would probably be best to book on their direct site, candycaneinn.net. Uh, but I think that it has like really nice touches, very family-oriented. Um, um, there's a pool, um, all, all the amenities you need, and um, just serves its purpose. So I like the Candy Cane Inn. I, I recommend that all the time when I have um, family and friends come over, and, and it really does exactly what it needs. And like you said, there's the location is so, so close. It you steps can away. Walk. Yeah, it just steps away, but they have a shuttle because I know at the end of the day, you're just sometimes don't even want to walk a couple feet. So <laughs> that's great, too. They have a shuttle every half hour. Yeah, I think of all the ones we're going to talk about, this is the closest to Disneyland Park. I mean, it's literally like steps away um, from from the I entrance. Think it's, it's the first property on that side of the street, right? Yeah. That, your... As you're leaving Disney, yeah. exiting their property. It's the first one you hit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but uh, and again with the candy cane because of its popularity, it's a good idea. Uh, you, you're probably not gonna get last minute availability at this no. place. Yeah. So you booking will. book it in, in advance. Book it in advance. It's because of its location, and like I said, it's been, been very popular among uh, among the Disney fan community. Um, that uh, so it 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 definitely books up quickly. But I'm looking at like just random dates in March um, between 179 and 219 depending on the type of room yeah, you get. Yeah, I mean, so. there's, there's really no frills to it, but um, it's very nice and there's it's walking distance to like 7-Eleven on the corner there. You can get all your things. There's a refrigerator so you can, you know, buy your own drinks and put it in the refrigerator. So uh, it's, it's nice, a good budget hotel and close to the park. And you can buy your park tickets there too, right? Because it's yeah, they're good, neighbor. they're good neighbor yeah. hotels, yes. Yeah. Now, another fan favorite, uh, I believe, Tyler, this was your pick, uh, is, oh, there he is, <laughs> um, um, was the uh, Howard Johnson, uh, Howard Johnson Anaheim. Yeah, so the Howard Johnson, I, to me, is also very close to the park. It's probably just about a block away on Harbor. Um, you just have to walk down the sidewalk a little bit and then cross the street and you're right there at Disneyland. So it's very close. Uh, they got, they've got a lot of different room types, um, all kind of ranging from like 296 square feet to like 700 square feet. 
So it's got you know pretty good range. There's a there's a lot of things, a lot of good rooms for families and uh, just also just couples alike. So you can go and you can get a you know a, a, a standard with a with two queens, or you can do uh, the king, and those will sleep. The ones with two queens will sleep five people, and you can also bump it up to different suites that have bunk beds and things like that that'll sleep up to uh, many more people than that. So. Um, all the different rooms that you want. Uh, then also one of the really cool things about Howard Johnson is there's like a little water playground there. So uh, it's a big actually. It's a fairly big play uh, water play area. They really spent right, a lot yeah. of money expanding that. So yeah, um, exactly. Like it's actually it's it's actually some place where you know a kid could definitely spend a couple hours having some fun. Uh, and so that's really great for for families as well. Uh, they they also have a pool, just a regular old pool. Um, and uh, I really have liked this hotel. I've only stayed there once. They have really nice, bright, colorful rooms. Um, even like the even like one of the king suites that they have is actually like a Pirates of the Caribbean suite. So the rooms, the walls are all red, and they have all these great Pirates of the Caribbean posters and stuff like that. Um, this is another one of those hotels that because it's so close to Disneyland and it's just kind of a popular hotel too. It's pretty nice that it's going to book up well in advance. So you, you're going to, like, especially for weekends and stuff like that, you're going to want to make these reservations um, far in advance. And and just taking a look at price points again, I'm looking at the same dates. I'm just picking random dates in uh, in March, um, <clears throat> ranging between 186 a night and uh, 299 a night for their, their bunk bed suite. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, that's kind of the price point that, that you're looking at there. And for, for anybody who's wondering, just in case you're trying to save money or anything, I wouldn't recommend trying to put an adult in one of these bunk beds. <laughs> they're, they're smaller than, you know, they're not as tall as like a normal bed or anything. So I wouldn't try and save money in that regard. Um, but you know, uh, the, the, the rooms are very nice. Uh, and also some of them have views of Disneyland. So if you get one that's high enough, high up enough, and uh, and is facing the right direction, you can get a great view of like Autopia and Matterhorn, and you know all those things that are over on that side of the of the park over by Tomorrowland there. So, yeah, I, I like this hotel a lot. I think it's. Did you have something to add, Luella? Yeah, I I like it. It's the, really close to McDonald's and Panera, so you can really grab something cheap to eat on your way walking to the park or back. And the water park has wonderful slides. My kids love it. So that's a lot of fun. It's a nice, it's not just a pool. There's like slides and kids for things, for kids to run around. So it's great. Right. Yeah, so that's that's my, one of my favorite hotels. Uh, one of my favorite, what a good neighbor hotels, I guess okay. you call it. Um, now I, I have to be honest, I have limited experience off-site um, I usually stay on-site um, but I have I have stayed at a couple and the one that's on my list is the Hilton Anaheim the one right next to the convention center I've stayed there a number of times um, so that says something about it um, uh, it's a big hotel it's a very 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 big hotel um, it's got a lot of inventory and um, that, coupled with the fact that it's in an area that's very congested with a lot of hotels, 
tends to drive the price of these rooms down. So we've been talking about Indigo, we've been talking about Candy Cane, we've been talking about Howard Johnson's. Um, the Hilton, for the same dates I'm looking at that week in March, is significantly less expensive. Um, looking at uh, one king bedroom or uh, two queen beds, um, $144 a night. So it's about 50 or $60 less than the other ones that we've been looking at. If you are a Hilton Honors member, which a lot of people are, your points will work there. If your Hilton Honors gold or better, you have a special front-of-the-line access to the, uh, to the Starbucks in the lobby in the morning, which is huge, okay? That is huge because that line can get oh, yeah. crazy in that Starbucks. Um, and uh, it's got decent, like some of the, uh, there, there, are, there are packages where you can get breakfast included. Um, so, uh, and, and their breakfast was actually quite good. The, the buffet breakfast, uh, in the lobby, the restaurant there is quite good. Um, it's got a lot of curb appeal when you walk in. It's a really modern, sleek, clean hotel. It's got a food court too. It has a food court. Cause, cause it's a, it's, it's actually, um, if it's, I don't want to say it's a convention hotel. Well, it is a convention, it is a convention ho- hotel. hotel. So yeah, it's you know, a convention hotel. There, I, it was the host of the Power Ranger convention that I went to, so I love going to sit in the lobby and watch the look on people's faces when all the people were going to the convention. It's one of my favorite things. And it happens at D23, too. But it is really cool for people watching for that because you never know what's going to be going on in the convention center sometimes, so you get to see a lot of really interesting people come through that way, too. So Now, this uh, the location of this being right next to the convention center, it's about a 10 to 15-minute walk. I want to say we clocked it at a little over a mile um, to get into the park from there, um, which for most of us was not a problem at all. Although Tom, bless his heart, Tom with those short little legs was having a hard time keeping up with us. But, um, you know, I I really, I like this hotel. If I'm not going to stay on property, this is probably where I'm going to stay. I like the amenities. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, uh, uh, an upper level Hilton by Hilton standards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a well maintained Hilton, which is important because Hilton Hilton's a franchise, and it really depends on the franchise you get. I've had good experiences in Hiltons. I've had awful experiences in Hiltons. I this one tends to be better. There have been complaints about the rooms being worn depending on where you are in the hotel. So I want to put that out there. I've not really had that problem. <clears throat> Very comfortable, great service. And like I said, it's a it's a full full amenities. It's got everything soup to nuts. It's got the, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a fitness center um, with a, there's another pool downstairs. The largest fitness center I have ever seen but uh, in a hotel, but they charge for it. Yeah. Unless you are Hilton Honors. Mm-hmm. If you're not Hilton Honors, they charge for access. But... This isn't a couple of machines. This is, I mean, this is a full gym. This is like you're going to your gym at home. Plus the indoor pool that they yeah. have down there. It's a pretty big pool. So it's, you know, there's, there's a reason that they're charging for it. So, But that was, that was my choice. Um, Katrina, that leaves yeah. you, darling. Uh, so I chose the Residence in Marriott by the Convention Center. So it's 
right near like it's near the Hilton. It's right near the Hotel Indigo. It's like right on that corner of West Catella, and it's not. It's it's a pretty like, the same amount of walking. It's about a, like. 15-minute walk from there to Disneyland. Slightly closer than home. A little closer. We usually go the back way when you go to, like, downtown Disney, not the front park entrance, because we noticed that the entrance getting into Disneyland could be, like, a little little busy in the morning. Anyway, besides that, the hotel is amazing. Uh, the prices range, uh, I don't know what it's like in March, but usually it's about, like, 100 and maybe 80 and above. And there's different kinds of rooms. So there's, like, king, queen, and there's, like, bunk bed, family suite, and like a, you know, the beds are a little bit smaller for the bunk beds, but it seems really nice, like really kid-friendly, pet-friendly as well. They do allow dogs, and there's a pool, a rec center, They and I can't stress it enough that I love this hotel so much because they have actually a nice, hot, continental breakfast. Well, it's, like not, it's, it's not well, a it's continental, not continental breakfast, it's, it's an actual breakfast, breakfast. yeah. And so there's also pastries and stuff like that. But my favorite part is there's a waffle bar where you can make your own waffles. And they recently upgraded the waffle griddles. So there are Mickey Mouse waffles. So you don't have to spend like $12 for a Mickey Mouse pancake over at Disneyland. You can like get your kids to like eat the Mickey Mouse waffles over at the hotel. And they have, you can, I don't know, they have like biscuits and gravy and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I love, and also, can I, I just want to mention, they have Nutella there. So, uh, well, it, it just, makes me so happy. I can tell. <laughs> talking, about, talking about the price point, this is the most expensive of the ones we have talked about because I've been running those same dates uh, in March. Uh, but th- then again, this is an all-suite property. Um, yeah. So, your rates are uh, pretty much about ranging from 229 to 369 a okay. night, depending on what you get. That 369 is... Uh, a kid's suite with bunk beds, uh, two bathrooms. It's a two-bedroom suite with a Disney view. Um, it's three sixty-nine a night. So that's not bad. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I really love the rooms because there's like a kitchenette in there, so that's what makes it worth the price. I feel like because there's a full there's a full refrigerator, full-size refrigerator, and then there's like a dishwasher, a sink. There's uh, like a little hot stove, air, like an electric stove. And they give you plates and all that stuff to cook on and eat off of. And they give you like little popcorn too, like a, so you could put it in the microwave and heat it up so you can have like nice fresh popcorn and like watch a movie or something. And we've stayed at different parts of the hotel. So we've seen like most of the views. And so you can get a really nice view of Disneyland and you can actually get to see the fireworks too. Uh, there's one room that we stayed at where I got to just lay in bed and just watch the fireworks. And it was amazing. And you can see there's like what there's some that rooms that are off to the side. I'll have to like warn you guys. They're a little bit smaller if you get a corner room. But most of the rooms are really spacious and the bathrooms are really big, which I love because I am a female and I love to spread out my makeup and my face wash and stuff. So so does Ryan. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love to like have make sure I have enough room in the bathroom. So I really like it. The beds. Uh, are really soft and comfy. Uh, sometimes I will oversleep, and so we'll have like 30 minutes to get out of there. And there are like the parking, you do have to pay for I think it's $18 or yeah, something. You do have to pay. But there's ample amount of parking in the garage. They have like a little garage. So at least your car is like covered and it's not wide open when it's hot outside. 
They uh, also have a little, uh, for lunch and dinner, they'll also do um, room service with it. They, they have uh, Pizza Hut. Oh, that's right. So there's like a little Pizza Hut on the outside, and you can order some pizzas and stuff from out there. That's kind of the only food they have besides the breakfast. Yeah. So unless you count a bar as food, but yeah, they do that's... have a little mini, like a little bar in the at the downstairs lobby area where there's like TVs, and then there's like a little office area where you can like print out your tickets, and they do sell tickets as well, so you can get your park tickets there. But for me personally, these are the nicest rooms I've stayed in off property uh, like that and I think that's why they're more expensive on top of being just like full-on suites because every one of these rooms is gonna be able to sleep at least five people and um, and they all have full-on kitchens yeah. and so uh, it's it's almost like you're I mean it's you know residence in that's the whole point but it's almost like you're you know at your home you know you've got everything you need so and you have privacy too because we stayed with friends in like a like a king room so the living room has like a sofa where you could pull it out as a bed and so they got to have a television in there and like go to sleep and have their own privacy and then we had the bedroom and we had a tv so it was really nice to like separate and like close the door and then we can do our own thing and then there's like a nice little seating area so I love these rooms so much. They're so nice, especially for the price. I know they're a little bit more expensive than the other ones we talked about, but you know, you get a nice hot breakfast and you get a nice kitchen. So for the people that stay for like a week, I mean, you can go to the grocery store and then you can just like save some money here and there by like making your own breakfast and you know, like eat, you know, making sandwiches and stuff for going to the park. So. All right, so there you have it. That's our list of the five best places to stay. Off-site at the Disneyland Resort, the Hotel Indigo, the Hilton Anaheim Convention Center, the Residence Inn Marriott by the Convention Center, the Candy Cane Inn, and Howard Johnson Anaheim. And that will do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week.